Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Lois J. Whistle Show coming to you live this morning at 10 a.m. Central Time from Houston, Texas. I want to remind you to register for Blog Talk Radio. It's free, and if you do, you can rate my show, mark it as a favorite, or get reminders of upcoming shows. Uh, you can also participate in the chat. My call-in number is 347-945-5309. You can telephone or you can call us using Skype. After you call, if you want me to open the line and let you speak on the show, then hit the number one. That's kind of like raising your hand in class. Otherwise, you can just listen to the show on your phone. Um, I want to remind you I'm the author of three books available on Amazon and Kindle. Akashic Records, Case Studies of Past Lives, Edina, Energy Medicine from the Stars, and Sacred Journeys and Vision Quests. I'm going to ask you to visit my website too, hotpinklotus.com, because I offer a lot of free things, including free meditations, mini courses, and uh, email newsletter on metaphysics, spirituality, and this ever-changing reality we now live in. And I've been sending my email newsletter out free for over 15 years, and if you go to the website, you can check it out or sign up to receive it in your inbox. So besides writing my books, I still do intuitive consultations and readings for my clients, as well as the past life and life mission readings from the Akashic Records. And the details of um, how to get one of those are on my website, Hot Pink Lotus. With these shows, uh, these radio shows, I'm creating a free archived audio library available at any time of the day or night to anybody on Earth with access to the Internet. Sometimes these shows will be me talking about what I know or what I do, but most of the time it will be other experts in their respective fields sharing what they know and what they do. So today what I want to talk to you about is current events. And the first thing I want to mention to you is that we are kind of at the apex of a period of time called the Lion's Day. Every August, there is an event which occurs um, celestially that was marked by the ancients. Long, long years ago in the past, thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, people built huge monuments to align to the stars in such a way that they could know exactly when this period of time was. Uh, this year it's from the 26th of July to the 12th of August. And what the Lion's Gate is, it's also known as the Heliacal Rising of Sirius. Sirius is the twin star. Almost every sun in our galaxy has got a twin, and ours does too. Most people are unaware of that. But our twin is Sirius. And there's one time during the year that Sirius rises the star Sirius rises uh, on the horizon in the exact exact same spot that the uh, sun, called Helios, our sun is called Helios, rises a few minutes later. I think it's about 30 minutes. I don't really remember. Not very long. I watched that last year at my hotel window um, over a tumulus that was built in Bosnia near the pyramids to mark where that particular thing rises and rose right over the peak too, right where those two do. First the star and then a few minutes later the sun. In fact, I watched it a couple of days before I, I waked up early, uh, before I realized what it was. Um, so what's important about that this year, we've got some, I want to uh, read to you from a couple of um, 
sites. Uh, this one is called Star Child Global, and this is something that was channeled by Celia Finn, and it's about what's going to be going on during this particular period of the Lionsgate in 2013. So here we go. Again, com. Beloved family of light, we come to you at this inspiring and tumultuous time on planet Earth. After the shift of the 2012 portal, the Earth continues to shift into new patterns and ways of being. The indigo generation is moving forward to accomplish its mission of breaking down the old systems and making space for the new. There is a deep desire for peace, community, and freedom that is manifesting now on the Earth. The work that was done in the past on the higher levels to create peace and harmony is now beginning to manifest into physical form as change on the earth. This period from the spring equinox in March of 2013 and into the northern summer has been a period of chaos and upheaval. The indigo energy has emerged in countries like Turkey and Brazil, and those who govern still do not fully understand the nature of the protests and challenges. They're still thinking and reacting in the old third-dimensional way to a challenge that is coming from a very different level, from young adults who are wired for the fifth dimension and interconnection. Their aim is community, democracy, sharing, and change by nonviolent means. As we move toward the lion's gate of 2013, incoming galactic energies intensify the process of change and the influx of the new light codes for the new year. It will be as though a door of opportunity will open and change will be rapid and far-reaching in the world. Many have asked, what is the lion's gate and why is it named for the lion? That refers in part to the fact that the sun enters into the sign of Leo at this time, and these energies are integrated into the earth under the energy of the lion, the feline energies of Sirius, which are fierce and proud and very royal. The gate, or stargate, is a period of approximately two weeks each year in which a vortex opens and a wave of intense light from the galactic center is received on the earth. This wave contains the new light codes for the evolution of the Earth for the next year and cycle. So it is known as the planetary new year. The star system of Sirius has always worked closely with the evolution of Earth, assisting where possible. The Syrians assisted in the establishment of the ancient Egyptian civilization after the Atlantis trauma had destroyed all previous civilizations. The Egyptian civilization carried the star wisdom and the creation history of the Elohim which was transmitted to the earth by the Syrian wisdom keepers. In ancient Egypt, the Syrians were the mediators between the galactic council at the central sun and the people of earth. Each year between 26 July and 12 August, a new wave of galactic light from the central sun would be directed towards earth and magnified by the sun in conjunction with the heliacal rising of Sirius in the north. The Syrians would accept this energy into the pyramid complex at Giza and then transmit the codes into the earth grids, allowing for a peaceful and fluid transmission of the energy. After the Giza stargate was closed, the earth transmissions were mediated via Sirius, but they were not received coherently by the earth, and so the earth's evolution was slowed and even distorted for a while. However, in the last 10 years, the Earth has ascended into the fifth dimension and has graduated to full member status of the Galactic Council, and now the Lionsgate transmissions are being received directly by the Earth and by the Council of Elders and the Earthkeeper Council and distributed via the new crystalline Earth grids. 
In this way, the evolution of the new earth will follow directions of the light codes that are received from the Galactic Council and the Great Central Sun. This process is quite new to your earth, and while the Syrian light emissaries are standing by to assist, they are leaving the management of the incoming wave to the Earth Councils and the Family of Light. So, beloved family, what you are feeling now is this incoming wave of light as it approaches the Earth and is integrated into the Earth's consciousness. The wave of light, 26 July to 12 August. Beloved family of light, this incoming wave of light will effectively recalibrate the planetary frequencies for higher levels of consciousness. This means, of course, that the old third-dimensional illusion will continue to crumble and break down. To those who still hold to the third-dimensional consciousness, it will seem as if chaos is breaking out everywhere, and they will become paranoid and angry and despairing. To those who can see and feel with the higher consciousness, it will seem as if a new dawn is breaking and that a new way of life is rising, as of course it is. What can we expect at this time? We think the key word will be intensity. Everything will seem intense to the point of being surreal. In personal lives, whatever is still remaining of the third dimensional consciousness will need to be removed and replaced by something at a higher vibration. This may be difficult if you have an emotional attachment to the old energies. However, if you simply release and allow the changes, then they can be achieved with a minimum of disruption and hardship. The idea is simply to trust the process and allow whatever needs to happen. For those of you who have activated your light bodies, it will be a simple matter to integrate the incoming light waves into your light body. At the same time, the physical will once again be moving into DNA upgrades to allow the physical form to align with the new light codes for further evolution in the new earth. This influx of energy may mean that many of you will feel intensely creative and flooded with new ideas. Remember, you do not have to act on all of them immediately. You are simply accepting the flow of abundance and light in this new wave. Choose what seems best for you. You may also feel physically energized and feel a desire to change your diet and exercise patterns to bring your body to a higher frequency. You may also find perhaps difficulty in sleeping and a feeling of being over-energized and anxious. Do not worry. This will pass as you integrate the incoming light wave. Okay, important dates, July and August. The 25th to the 26th is the new year, okay? And then the next important one is the peak moment. That's August 8th. That was yesterday. Peak moment of the Stargate Vortex Transmission, which means um, that we're still feeling it strongly today, the 9th. And the 8th through the 12th is the culmination of the gate. And the 19th through the 23rd of August is the full moon in Leo um, and Aquarius, and in, in other words, whenever the sun's in Leo, the full moon's in the opposite sign of Aquarius, and the integration of the new solar and lunar codes. And then as we enter this golden wave of light, it is important to remember to remain in your center, which is your heart, and to keep the light body radiant and clear. Remember that in your multidimensional state, your center of gravity is your heart. Breathe from your heart. Breathe light and love from that center that is your sacred heart. And remember always to ground yourself by connecting to your earth star chakra beneath your feet. And then into the earth at the center of the earth and allow your heart to synchronize with the pulsations of the earth as it pulsates in harmony with the cosmic pulse of life. 
And also remember to connect with your soul star chakra, which is above the crown chakra and where your soul is seated. Draw that energy down through the crown chakra and into the heart so that it ignites the divine spark in the heart. Feel how your soul and spirit blend with the divine spark to create the divine flame of your angelic being in your heart. Then also feel how your solar chakra absorbs and integrates the energies from the sun and distributes them in your light body. Also, the galactic chakra allows the waves of light up from the, galact- from the galactic center to be integrated into the light body and to fill the light body with radiant light of the divine. The divine energy and radiance is integrated and shared on the new earth grids of light from heart to heart. Feel how that radiant light is passed around the planet on the heart grid from light workers to light warriors to all family of light as the new earth manifests. And know that no matter where you are and what you're doing, you are a beacon of light and a radiant shining channel for the incoming wave of light. Again, this is channeled from Cecilia Finn, or Celia Finn, and I'm reading it from starchildglobal.com. Okay. Um, there are a couple of techniques I'm going to talk about in a few minutes that have to do with um, drawing down energies to work with while anytime you're going through a difficult time. One of them is something that I channeled from the Archangel Gabriel um, before the 20, uh, December 2012 and is still relevant. Great technique. And then another one has to do with something that just came out recently through Tom Kenyon um, from the Hathors called the Orchidium. And, uh, but the next thing I want to mention to you is, I, I don't know if you've heard this yet, you eventually will, and that is that there's still really some intense, um, highly radioactive water from the Fukushima plant. And it's pouring out into the Pacific Ocean at the rate of 300 tons a day. Um, and finally, there, two and a half years after the original accident, the Prime Minister um, of Japan is ordering the government to step in and help in the cleanup. Um, it, this, this recent revelation has amounted to uh, their acknowledging that the plant operator Tokyo Electric Power Company, or TEPCO, um, has yet to come to grips with this catastrophe. Um, after the tsunami. And they only recently admitted that the water had leaked at all. Um, so what's happening is that this water is flowing into the into the Pacific Ocean. And um, if you look on the, the page, uh, the radio show page, you'll see that there is an image um, one of the photographs that shows up there, they're rotating pictures. Looks like a big yellow flower with an um, orange and then purple center. What that is is the flow pattern of the radioactive stuff that's going into the Pacific, and, and it is flowing um, in the direction of the Americas. And it is hitting everything from the far north reaches of Canada, all, and that's, you know, far North America all the way down to the bottom of South America. And what that means is it's going to cause problems with radioactivity and eventual death and a lot of the uh, marine life and also um, some pollution, uh, radioactive pollution along those coasts. 
and nobody's doing anything about it. So sometimes you kind of have to take things into your hands, own hands. And this is what I know about radioactivity. There's not enough of it there to um, cause anyone to die from radioactive poisoning. Uh, however, there is enough to possibly increase cancer rates. So here's what you want to do about that. First of all, you're not going to panic because in a few minutes I'm going to give you some techniques to help you calm down emotionally from anything, including this. But what you can do physically on a practical level is get yourself some chelated minerals. Just go to the health food store and buy chelated minerals, multi-minerals. And that's spelled C-H-E-L-A-T-E-D, chelated minerals. They're much easier for the body to absorb. You don't want to have them just, you know, go out through your digestive system. You want to absorb them. Um, And if I lived on the Pacific Coast anywhere, I'd buy a little handheld dagger counter. You can get them on eBay. And take it to the grocery store just to check and make sure that, you know, because some of those foods will have a little radiation on them. You want to check it before you eat it. Also, there are some herbs you can take. One of them is C-F-E-A buckthorn that um, blocks that sort of thing. Anything that's cancer-causing can be helped a lot with sea buckthorn. In fact, there are dozens, dozens of herbs you can take that will help with this. Um, black seed oil, uh, all of which you can find on the Internet. And also, if you're curious about this particular subject and you want to learn more about herbs that protect against cancer, there is um, an herbologist by the name of Ingrid Naiman, N-A-I-M-A-N, Ingrid Naiman, who has, she's in her mid-70s now. She's got website after website after website. One of them is kitchendoctor.com, and one of them is bioethica, B-I-O-E-T-H-I-C-A.com. This woman's totally brilliant on the subject of herbs and how to protect yourself, and she offers them for sale as well. I'm not affiliated with her in any way. I'm just telling you where you can go to learn more about this. She just cranks out information like crazy, and she's totally brilliant. Um, So there are a lot of things you can do to protect yourself. If there weren't, I wouldn't be talking about it. Um, I don't see any point in bringing up scary stuff unless I've got uh, something you can do about it, some sort of solution. And if you're having um, emotional stuff coming up right now, like... uh, what I just read about the lion's gate and how that um, can affect people emotionally as we're transitioning to a higher dimension. I am going to um, now tell you about the technique that I got from um, the Archangel Gabriel. And... um, So I'm, going to, I'm just going to read from it for you. The waters of your body. Uh, Archangel Gabriel is the Lord of the Moon, ruler of the inner and outer tides. And um, he talks about the inner and outer tides first. The waters of your bodies and of the oceans, the streams, rivers, and lakes of your earth are the waters to which my title refers as the inner and outer tides. Your emotions are extremely dependent upon fluids, including the water of your body, in order to be expressed and felt. There are some on the planet among the human race and other races who have more or less water in their bodies, and this regulates the intensity with with which these various beings feel their feelings. For water, you see, 
is the medium for the transmission of feelings. Therefore, it is important to take care of the water in your body and in your planet in order to handle your feelings in a way that's manageable during these intense times. This is because it becomes easier to move to the place called fear during intense times. That's the place where, in the old energy, humans naturally went in the face of change. And at this time, or in this period, you are faced with rapid, massive change. So therefore, your ingrained old energy patterns will allow many people to go into fear. However, this is not advisable. For your comfort and safety in these times of change during this several-year window, on either side of the much-discussed Mayan calendar date, it's extremely important for you to handle your feelings. One way to do that is by drinking extremely pure living water. It is also useful to charge your water prior to drinking it, especially if you cannot get spring water. Two ways to charge water will be mentioned later, but first we will discuss how to manage fear or other energies you do not wish to feel. As mentioned earlier, it's important to resist fear and consciously manage the emotions. The reason it's so very important to resist going to fear is that you're becoming more and more capable of easily manifesting that which you focus upon. So it would seem logical to focus upon what you want, not on that which you do not desire. Therefore, focusing on fear or allowing oneself to feel fear is not a place that it is advisable to be, or anxiety, or worry, for that matter. One may manifest thus that which one which does not want. And so how is one to respond when slipping into fear or worry? Here's a simple meditative technique which you may use to mitigate the negative emotions and transform them into a powerful force for positive effects in your world. And when we say negative, we just mean those that are undesired. When you notice that you're getting into these feelings, find a quiet place to sit for a few moments, close your eyes, and bring up the energy from the earth into your root chakra and then into the upper center of your body at the middle dantian, which is located in the center of your chest. There the energies will mingle. And at the same time, uh, bring down energy from the cosmos through your crown chakra and down into the middle dantian, which is in the center of your chest. Then at the the exact same time, link the pineal gland to your heart center with a beam of light. Pineal gland is located in the center of your head. Now allow the fear to collect in the middle dantian, which is a large ball of energy in the middle of your chest. See the fear come together in a ball. Bring your attention to the light in your heart, which is connected to your pineal gland. Shoot a beam of that light from the heart into that ball of fear, which seems dark, and in so doing, transform the fear into a ball of golden light. When it has Fully transformed to gold, allow that ball of light to shoot forward suddenly out of your body into the auric field 
about two feet out from your body, in front of your body. Then allow that ball of golden light to disperse into your aura for positive, joyous, loving, energetic empowerment of your field. You can do this daily as many times as you need to do this. It is a positive outcome for feeling the fear which seems so natural to humans at this time, or the worry, anxiety. As you progress along this path of expansion into greater aspects of yourself, these emotions which are so uncomfortable and do not manifest what you want will seem less and less natural. Excitement and joy will take its place inside of you. Now, if you want to charge water to drink, there are many techniques. The first one I suggest is holding the glass or bottle or container of water which you plan to drink between the palms of your hands. And while the energy of light running between your pineal and heart is established, meaning the beam of light described above, then watch the light from your heart radiate down your arms and into the palms of your hands. And then allow the light to come out the palms of your hands and into the water held between them. This is an invisible form of light. It is etheric light, and it charges the water with spiritual or etheric light. You can visualize it as white or white with golden flecks, whichever feels more natural to you. And while you're doing that, bless the undines of water everywhere you go, before you drink your water, before you flush your toilet, before you swim in the pool. Bless them as you walk by a river or ocean and as you run water down your sink. In every encounter with water, say thank you, I love you, and bless you to the undines of water. These are the devic beings who keep the water alive, healthy, and usable on this planet. And they are critical to the survival of all living things on this planet and it is therefore appropriate to thank them daily for the work they do. The second water charging technique is this. Allow the water to sit in the sunlight and or moonlight to absorb that energy, as this is also a strongly positive technique to charge water, so long as the water is held within glass containers. And while you're thanking the undines of water, by the way, thank indeed the silks of air who maintain cleanliness and health for the air that all living things breathe, to the salamanders of fire who are responsible for all fires, including the metabolic fires within your body and all living beings. Thank the gnomes of earth who are responsible for the life force which exists in all the minerals on this planet, whether in the earth or in the bodies of humans, plants, or animals. They all respond to your gratitude by growing stronger. Okay, that's part of uh, a piece that I channeled um, from Archangel Gabriel. And it is, uh, if you want to go look at those channelings, it's at lotusfirechannel.blogspot.com. lotusfirechannel.blogspot.com. Okay, now the other thing I want to talk to you about today is this is very, this has come out recently. That thing I just read you that I channeled came back in 20, came out in 2011, February. Uh, this is very recent though, and it's from Tom Kenyon, a uh, Hathor planetary message. The Hathors are um, fifth dimensional beings, masters of sound, who live currently on Venus at the invitation of Sanat Kumara. Okay. Tom Kenyon's a psychotherapist who channels um, 
the Hathors and has been for 20 years. This is what he has to say, and he's got a technique in here that's going to be very helpful for you to draw in energies um, as you're going through emotional times. So you can, you're going to have some choices here about what, what you want to use, or maybe you want to use them all. Maybe you like variety. Okay, the Orchidium. This is, again, Tom Kenyon. And he's got a website called TomKenyon.com. Earth's passage through the summer solstice of 2013 was an energetic marker for the beginning of a new chaotic node. As your planet undergoes increased climate change, you will see further increases in meteorological novelty and unusual interactions between storm fronts. What used to be called 100-year storms will happen more frequently. These types of storms are outer manifestations of chaotic nodes and the escalation of chaos arising from seemingly unrelated levels of existence. Well, you have already experienced several chaotic nodes since 2011. You are at the beginning of another major crescendo in chaotic events. While this particular chaotic node will accelerate climatic and geological changes as well as social unrest, it's your personal, psychological, and emotional level that may well be the most affected. You can expect to see a pronounced increase in emotional instability and psychological imbalances among your fellow human beings, maybe even yourself. The collective social challenges of this will be profound. For an initiate, meaning one on the journey to higher states of consciousness, this particular chaotic node is and will continue to be both extremely challenging and full of possibilities. The challenge has to do with the nature of this chaotic node, which drives to the surface of your conscious awareness deep-seated emotional toxicity. And of course, this is me interjecting. Of course, that's release it and get it out. You don't need it anymore. One of the challenges that spiritually inclined persons are experiencing and will continue to experience for some time is the deep recognition that they have unresolved issues and deep-seated hostilities that may not fit very well with their self-image. Indeed, this is a time when self-images will be shattered. You are seeing this unfold at the international level with governments, and you will see it unfold through all levels of society. But for many, it will be the shattering of personal self-image that will be the most difficult to contend with. What we wish to convey is that your negativity, toxicity, and despair, hopelessness, if they are indeed present, need not be a negation of you. Rather, they can be portals into the deep unconscious to the very bedrock of human subconscious intent. In the process of self-liberation, you must deal with negativity in yourself regardless of the methods you may use to free yourself. The Orchidium. We now wish to impart a method for infusing yourself with light and life-enhancing energy. We introduce the method at this time because it will take great fortitude and personal energy to work through this particular chaotic node as well as the ones coming to you in the future. We call this the Orchidium. It's a very simple method that involves a biological metaphor and the image. The greatest obstacle and the greatest difficulty with the Orchidium is its simplicity. Human beings tend to make things more complex than they need to be when it comes to this type of work. In its essence, the Orchidium is a means for you to draw into your ka or your energy body 
as well as your physical body, high levels of spiritual light and life-enhancing energy, what the yogis call prana and what the Taoists call chi. In this method, you imagine that there is an orchid-like flower in your navel. The central root of this imaginary flower is hollow and is anchored or rooted at a point in front of your backbone directly opposite your navel. This area is known to Taoists as the Ming Ma, or seat of life. It is from the seat of life that the subtle energy is distributed to your subtle energy body and also to the organs of your physical body. This type of subtle energy... Wait a second. Yeah, here we go. This type of subtle energy has a very deeply nourishing and rejuvenating effect. When you hold an image of the orchidium, you imagine that the stamen is extended out in front of you from the center of your navel. Stamens are the pollen-producing reproductive organs of a flower. They consist of a stalk called a filament and an anther that produces the pollen. It's like a tongue sticking. This is Lois. It's like a tongue sticking out from the center of a flower. When you create the orchidium via your imagination, the stamen protrudes from the center of the blossom. For reference purposes, a photograph of a flower with its stamen appears elsewhere in this message, which, by the way, you can find on hotpinklotus.com in the uh, newsletter section. It is by its nature the orchidium draws into itself and then back into the Ming Ma, spiritual light and subtle energy from the cosmos. To engage the orchidium, all you need to do is imagine this flower in whatever ways makes sense to you that so that its blossom is open and the central root is hollow, extending from the navel back to the Ming Ma, which is in front of your spine. It is crucial for you to understand that the orchidium draws these celestial energies to you by itself, by its own nature and without you having to do anything. There's no relationship between the flow of subtle energy into the orchidium and your breath. Once you activate the flow of celestial energies to the orchidium, they will flow automatically and obstructed until you stop them. An intention is what you use to stop them. Sensitive individuals will soon discover that they can sense the flow of cosmic energies into the stamen of the orchidium itself, but success does not depend on this level of sensitivity. The type of awareness is simply a refinement. What is important is to feel and sense the flow of your spiritual light and energy down to the central root, the hollow tube from the orchidium in your navel to your Ming Ma, and then to enjoy the flow of life force throughout your subtle and physical body as you wish. We suggest you experiment with this in five-minute intervals so that you become familiar with how the orchidium works for you and to avoid overstimulation. It is possible to bring too much celestial energy into your system, which is why we suggest five minutes at a time. Five minutes once a day is all that's required to familiarize yourself with the orchidium and its potential. Once you understand how it works for you and how much celestial energy you can comfortably bring in, you can experiment with longer sessions if you wish. After each orchidium session, we strongly suggest you imagine the orchidium closing so that the blossom is not open. It is for this pers- this is for the purpose of self-protection when you enter into the world, meaning you're going out to the grocery store or the golf course or whatever, until you've learned how to separate life positive energies from life negative energies that surround you. We suggest you engage in this strategy of protection. Okay, I'm going to scroll down to where it says calms, thoughts, and observations. 
The term orchidium is given, uh, orchidium is given by the Hathors, refers to a flower-like mental image that you create in your imagination. It doesn't necessarily look like an orchid unless you choose to make it so. This is in stark contrast to the actual word orchidium, which refers specifically to orchids. The Hathors like to play with words, and for them the word orchidium refers to a biological metaphor that you create through your own volition and imaginative powers for the purpose of drawing celestial energy into your subtle body, or your ka, and to the organs of your physical body. The important element is that the mental image be a blossom of some kind with a stamen. Other than this, I think the Hathor's description of the orchidium is fairly self-explanatory. The only thing I would add to their description is that engaging the orchidium does not require visualization skills. Simply have to intend it. Whatever seems natural to you. Okay. Um, Shattering the self-image, he's got some comments about that. I'm going to say uh, we don't need our self-image. Um, that's part of letting go of ego and moving on into uh, higher levels of operating from soul instead of personality. Um, but those are two really powerful techniques that I've given you, and um, I hope that you will use them. Um, I'm feeling like that's about all I need to say today, and uh, I hope that you will use these uh, suggestions I've given or not as things right to you. Always use your own discrimination and listen to your own inner guidance. Um, this is your life, and you have to live it. There are people who will offer help, and you have to decide whose help you want and um, who you resonate with. Uh, otherwise, it can get very confusing out there. So discrimination, discernment, and um, trust. Trust in your own perceptions. And if you want to join me on Facebook, that would be lovely. I'm Lois Wessel in Houston, Texas. I'm also on Twitter as HP Lotus. HP Lotus. Um, love to have you follow me. I post all kinds of stuff. I, I really, I really like Facebook. I, it's hard for me to Twitter, but I have been doing more of that lately. Lately, I guess I like all the pictures on Facebook. I like images, um, but I do share a lot of stuff there, Facebook and Twitter. And um, again, my newsletter is—I um, don't overdo it with the newsletter, but. Uh, it's also on the website, and if you sign up for it, you'll get a lot of notifications, such as um, when the newsletters come out. And you'll also get, if I'm going to run a special on the readings that I do or offer any other sort of, um, I offer things to people who are uh, on my newsletter list. Um, and um, so I encourage you to sign up for that. And share it with your friends. Anytime I send out a newsletter, if you think you know somebody who might be interested, um, feel free to forward it to them. Okay. I'm going to say goodbye for, for now. Thank you for listening.
I want to remind you of one thing before I end this show today. It's something the Dalai Lama said. The practice of patience guards us against losing our presence of mind. It enables us to remain undisturbed even when the situation is really difficult. It gives us a certain amount of inner peace which allows us some self-control so that we can choose to respond to situations in an appropriate and compassionate manner rather than being driven by our disturbing emotions. Thanks. Bye.